Everybody, please welcome our guest for this evening. He needs no introduction. <laughs> Nick Apostolites. Filthy Martini, my friend. Is that ready yet? <laughs> How do you great background you got there? It's you... uh it's really it's really something. I've never seen anything quite like it. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you like the new set? I do actually, yeah. It's uh it's pretty sweet. Okay, thank you. We've got your approval. How have you been, Yeah, brother? what's up, everybody? Yeah, I've been, uh, you know, I, I kept seeing all these comments like, uh, didn't mm. we just have one of these with Nick? And I was like, you know what? I think we just did. <laughs> hey, it wasn't too long ago, was it? Back in, um, what, May? Was it late May? You can never get enough of Dan and Nick, eh? Two buddies hanging out. Can never get enough. Yeah. How's everybody doing today? How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing well, man. I, but besides, I'm a little bit, little bit sick under the weather still. Unfortunately, I need some of that. You're, you're running yourself ragged. You've been uh, working your ass off. <laughs> need some, to rest a little bit. Yeah, something like that. Um, but uh, at least it's not COVID or anything like that. I'm still, I'm all, I'm all good. But uh, how have you been, good. mate? Things are getting really busy. Uh, I mean, we're starting to have this little like second wave now of uh, <clears throat> things starting to shut down again, but. The past few months have been pretty wild in a in a really fun way. A lot of projects happening, and uh, of course, we had the release of the series, and that was a fun time. So Stephanie and I are now getting back to doing some signings and everything. So it's been uh, it's been pretty fun, and exciting. Yeah, but how how is it to get back into the signings after a little bit? It's great. I mean, it, we we always love connecting with the fans that way. Doing that live, it really like. It throws my brain for a loop. I don't know how these people do it all the time, but it's like to to look at chat. It's kind of like streaming, but you also want to get everything right. And just today, I was going over like all of the duo prints that we've had, you know, a couple hundred, and I'm making sure that all the names are right, all the numbers are right, all the dedications are right. If the Sharpie didn't run, it's just, it's like a, it's a bit of a business, but it's uh, it's great fun and people have a fun time on the stream. And so that's what matters the most. So how do you, how do you feel you finally, got this show out there and you know it's been a long time coming i think last time you came on you said it was two years ago you shot this thing oh yeah yeah we uh we shot that back in 2019 in japan and you've got to keep your mouth shut that whole time so yeah it's uh <laughs> it's not that's yeah, not the funnest part of the job keeping zipped yeah. up but uh once you get to release it it makes it makes all that weight worthwhile you know you weren't giving me anything last time about this show. You were not going to let anything slip. I don't blame that's, you. Hey, that's, that's part of the job. It's part of the job. You're a trustworthy man. You yeah. wouldn't even like that it was four episodes or anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so how does it? How did it feel when you finally watched it with uh, with Steph the other day with the Oreos in hand? Ah, uh, that was uh, it. Was a really special night. I know you just had her on yesterday was it yeah a couple of days ago yeah uh she probably told you the same thing you know we're, we're sitting on the couch and we are we have all our snacks laid out before us and we're we're about to hit play and we just looked at each other we had a nice moment of just like here we are like we did it again and uh. those moments those moments don't happen often you know these these big releases only a few good times in your life, really, and so that was it. We wanted to really appreciate it and really cherish that that night, and uh, it was a good time, you know. And we uh, high fived each other, we hugged each other, we said, "Let's fucking watch this, let's do it." After all this time, so it was really special. Did you watch it all back to back or four? 
Of course. Took like 25 minutes. <laughs> I love I even heard one complaint that it was too short, not one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, how did you find the show? Like, because, you know, you're the, you're the main character in the show. Is it hard to not be biased? Yeah. It's it's coming from a really different perspective because I, I was because I was in it, but but don't forget that I'm I've been a fan of Resident Evil since 1998, and so I'm intimately familiar with all of the content that RE produces with Capcom. That's not the games, so I, I've seen all the live action movies. We won't talk about those. I've seen all the CG <laughs> movies which were a lot more fun, by the way. Uh, so, you know, from, from an audience point of view, um, the reason I liked it so much, yeah, it did feel different than, like, say, you know, Damnation and Vendetta. Uh, the, the story structure was a lot different. It was way more grounded, a bit slower, like more character study, less action in general. Uh, I like movies like that. So mm. as an actor, when I see a movie that lets moments breathe between actors and characters, personally, I like that. Now, from a Resident Evil point of view, I don't know if people liked it or not. We, there's mixed reviews all the way around, but I like slow burns. So I liked it. I liked the story. Yeah, right. Well, in terms of the direction of it, like, like the direction you got from the director on this compared to a game, or you, or you would get on a set of a TV show? What's the difference there? Well, it's all different because even with game directors, you don't, you never really know who you're going to get and what their style of directing is going to be like. The uh, I'll give you an example. The, the director from Resident Evil 2 Remake, mm. he comes from a theater background. He has never played a Resident Evil game. That's not really how his brain works, but he's all about just keeping the moments grounded. So really, I, his name is Tom. And personally, I would love to work with Tom on a film. Yeah. He directs a lot of huge video games. He's very good at what he does. Now, this guy, um, uh, Husami Sun is his name. He directed uh, Infinite. Resident Infinite Darkness. Yep. Uh, he does big, bombastic, like action films in Japan, but also he does like noir pieces. So mm. it was great working with him and it was really cool because he didn't speak any English, not one word. What? And oh yeah, so everything had to be translated, but you know, we would do we would try like a scene one time and he would say something to his people in in Japanese and over time I got to understand his way of directing and thinking. So sometimes I knew the note, I would give him eye contact and I'd be like I got you. I got you. We'll go one more time and we do it and fix it. And we did it. So like, it was really cool. I, I would love to work with that guy again. Now, in terms of the script, do you, cause it's, it's different from a game. Yeah. Because you, do you get the script, uh, like beforehand, you know, with a game, it's very like you get your own lines and that's it. You don't get the full mm -hmm. script for this one. Did you get the full script or how did it work in that respect? Yeah, we got the full script. Yeah. And, it was just a little bit different than a game because with all the scripts, you see the whole entire plot laid out before you chronologically, whereas a game, you just get a shitload of scenes that are peppered into a 12 hour game. And you don't know exactly when that scene is going to show up or how it's going to, what's going to happen in between with the gameplay. So yeah, it was a bit different. Yeah. Right. And what about the, uh, 
the um I saw you in the behind the scenes. You're like, is that is that you hanging off something? Yeah, that was a a wire uh, harness, like a rig, to be suspended. Wow, what scene was that for? Well, if you uh, if you happen to look at my Instagram or Twitter, I I recently posted a like a BTS matchup, like side by side shot of when at the end uh, when Leon shoots Jason's arm off. And then Jason takes his good hand and he grabs his neck and throws him up against the ceiling. Oh, it's that part. There. Yeah, right. It's that part right there. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, we, that's, that shit's fun. I love the that guys they- guys in Japan let me do any stunt <laughs> I wanted. Well, I was going to say, I love the scene in the White House where you get to just go and do some commando rolls and shoot some of these zombies. And, and although, you know, you said, and I agree with you, it's a bit of a slow burn, this one. But that, but because of that, I think the action scenes hit a little bit harder. Do you agree? Yeah, for sure. Because the last CG movie I think we had was uh, Vendetta. Now, look, I enjoyed Vendetta, but yeah, that was like over a lot, top, lot of crazy, action, yeah. crazy action. So you're right. <laughs> all, all the, all the stunts and all the action moves and everything like that. The fight scenes, like they kind of lose their effect when you have a million of them. Yeah. And I also love that that rat scene. That was a bit creepy. I'm I'm just not a rat guy, so that was just the zombie rats. They I don't know, man. That was cre- I had to turn away for a little bit there. <laughs> well, look, I'm surprised it took this long in the Resident Evil universe, 25 years, to have infected rats. <laughs> yeah, I know. Those would be right? like the first thing that I would think it would. <laughs> uh, so you've had pretty good positive feedback from the fans that that you know on the show. I mean, yeah, the you know the fans that come to watch us and do the all signings, of course, they enjoyed it. But uh, I think on the whole, the show has had mixed reviews because you know it's really hard to make everybody happy with whether it's plot or graphics or character development or anything really. Um, you know, then they have the the shipping fans of whoever they want to see together, and I want. Get I wonder who they want to see together. <laughs> I wonder who. And it's not Ada. <laughs> But look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, I think that was I think that was a very intentional move by Capcom because, uh, of course, they left it open. It was short, and I think they left a lot of fans wanting more. A we, lot of people who are disappointed about what happened with Leon and Claire, I'm sure they want to see some kind of resolution to that, you know. And so well, you got to leave them hanging. Ass, you got to leave them hanging. That's why they call it a cliffhanger, is it not? <laughs> What did, what did you think? What was your opinion on the relationship at this stage? I think it's interesting. Mm. Uh, they can they can do anything they want with it. Mm. I think if it was all like neat and tidy at the end, yeah, yeah, it's a bit yeah. cliche. I like complex. I'm a complex person, so I like complex plots. So, what were you able to utilize from doing RE2 remake? Um, bring it over to this one. What skills or knowledge or anything of that nature were you able to use for this project? Well, I mean, he, he was uh, he was still the same Leon at heart. He'd been through a little bit more shit, so he didn't have he didn't have quite the arc that RE2 Leon has. When we start out with RE2 Leon, he's just this really altruistic naive boy scout and then he understands how dark the world can get towards the end so that's a big attitude shift but in this one he kind of starts there 
And um, I, I think the, the biggest thing that I liked about the, the difference anyways, the, the biggest difference I saw was that I got to do a lot of like the cowboy shit. Like the, uh, I changed his attitude to the stuff that I wanted to do in RE2 the producers and the director were like, look, Leon is not quite there yet. He's not that badass yet. So because he's only, he was only a first time yeah. cop at that. Yeah. He's right. Like, so you, you got to reel that in a little bit. And I was like, yeah. ah, ah. and then when this came up, they're like, yeah, remember that cowboy that you wanted it? Yeah. You could be that cowboy now. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you choked up, you, you took the screen by whole band. You did a really good job. I think Thank you. Yeah, the reviews are mixed. Let's be honest, but, the, the there's one thing that I think we can all agree on. You and Steph knocked it out of the park, and even the actor that plays Jason, I thought he was had a really cool voice. What is his is his name Roy? That's Ray Chase. Ray Chase, sorry, Ray Chase. Yeah, yeah. He- so Jason was mocapped by a good friend of mine. His name is Armin Taylor. He's a fantastic voiceover actor himself, and um, he did all the mocap too, all the physical, all the physicality, and he brought that role to Jason. And then they dubbed over his voice with Ray Chase, who was a phenomenal actor. And yeah, he, uh, he played a great character. I, I liked him so much because yeah, he ended up being the villain, but he was very relatable. You know, a lot of people were rooting for him and they understood, you know, at the end they're like, yeah, I agree with Jason. <laughs> like, Why stop the guy? Let him go up there. Yeah. Right. Well, I was a bit sus on him. I'm going to say from the first episode, maybe uh, that's yeah, just yeah. me. <laughs> I don't think they tried to hide it that much. But. No. no. <laughs> uh, so, do you still do you still get like do you still get imposter syndrome or things of that nature as an actor? But uh, sure, that happens sometimes. Uh, I, I think a lot of actors may feel that way, uh, despite what they might tell you or let on in public. But uh, so, sure, sometimes. I mean, I'm uh, as a creative artist, I I always have like a self critique essence about myself when I'm drawing and doing this or that there's always ways that I know that I can improve things and so I just hope when I put something out there this big that I've done enough preparation and I I have enough talent to go have it go out there and, and be received well do you think anything from your talents creatively you know with drawing or all the other stuff you do building rock climbing guitar um, archery, all your freaking talents. Do you th- do you think any of that could be translated onto the screen with acting, or does any of that help you in any way? Or I think so. Yeah, uh, I've done a lot of things in my life. I've I've worked a lot of different types of jobs. I've learned from a lot of different types of people, and I think that helps me more than anything. Um, mm, the experiences because I'm because. I'm a very creative person. I gravitate towards a lot of different situations and I really pay attention to what's around me. And that's, and then I like to interpret it and put it out there. I've worked in about seven to eight different industries. And when you compare like the, the people you work with at say like a doctor's office versus hospitality and hotels versus when you work in like an automotive garage, that's a lot of different types of personalities. And if you sit and pay attention to it, you kind of like you build these uh, different personalities within you. I don't project them necessarily in my everyday life to my friends, but if I ever have to draw upon that for a character, sure. I can relate. 
I love that. And I, th- I think a lot of people will, a lot of people might not know that you know earlier in your acting career you did do a lot of those jobs, didn't you? You, you had to pay the bills. Like it's the, you don't just rock up being an actor and you know you're making millions of dollars. Like you know, you you had to work. You went to work different jobs, didn't you? Oh yeah. So when I started acting, I was making. <clears throat> peanuts acting so i had to support myself like you said and i was uh, i was painting houses i was working with AAA as a light duty roadside mechanic like i was literally doing anything to pay my bills and that struggle is real but you know what though it makes you ambitious because you're doing all the sacrifice you're busting your ass and you're trying to act at the same time and it's like Dude, you're working this hard. You're not going to quit now. <laughs> like, yeah, bottom like five times before you quit. You understand? So it really like lights a fire under your ass. But I was going to say, did you ever have that moment where you're like, "This is just isn't worth it. I should just get a nine to five job and just." I told myself, uh, "Let's see what I told myself." <laughs> a long time ago. A long time ago. Um, <laughs> I knew it was going to be tough. I yeah. I knew way back when that this is going to be a very high reward, high risk, high risk, high reward industry. And I wanted to try it. I knew it was going to be tough and I just wanted to give myself a good challenge. I thought to myself, you know, I had enough education and skills that I could always revert back to a nine to five if I had to. But this, this thing I was chasing I was like, that, that would be a good goal to have. And I said to myself, I was going to go until I couldn't go anymore. So I was going to hit really, really hit rock bottom. Right. And my goal was just to support myself as an actor. I wanted to get rid of those jobs. I wanted to stop painting. I wanted to stop working for AAA. <clears throat> and eventually, eventually, I got there with the support of a lot of friends and family in my life. And now you're at a comfortable place and you're feeling good. Do you feel like you've well, reached your potential yet or not quite? It was, it's less about that. And okay. it's it's more about I have reached a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I set a lot of small attainable goals that I reach on the, on the weekly basis. You know, if you start acting, a lot of people ask me, like, what advice do you have for a beginning actor? Do it for the right reasons and set realistic goals. If your one goal is to get famous and be on the red carpet in like three years, you're going to get disappointed. You know, you have to enjoy the whole journey is what I tell people. And it's very honest. Um, I forget what your initial question was. I ramble sometimes. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I, we, we all ramble. Man. It's a good, yeah. it's a good conversation. So out of those, the, out of those jobs, which one did you find the most enjoyable? Uh, of all the job, the side jobs. Yeah, the side jobs. Yeah. Oh, I I find I find solace and happiness in all all the stuff that I do. Typically, I yeah. mean, I learn a lot of skills. Um, I love painting houses. I don't want to do it right now, but it's it's taking something old and making it look new with some cool colors. I mean, and and I have the technical skills to do it. It's art in a way, right? So you get paid decent money to do it. Um, you typically hang out with the homeowners or friends or whoever you're paying for. So I like that stuff. When I worked for AAA, I really learned about the automotive industry. Uh, and I felt, I felt more like a superhero working for AAA than any other thing I've ever done in my life. And I'll tell you why. Really? (laughs) 
you know, some jobs it's, it's, it's your job to tell people some bad news or make a lot of cold phone calls, or it's like a lot of people are not happy to, to be seeing you, whether you deal with complaints with guest service or something like that, you know, you deliver a meal and the hamburger's cold and they get pissed at you. When you work for AAA, your job is to save them. So they're on the side of the road. <laughs> so know, they just got, they just want like, no, what I'm saying is like, it's like a hundred degrees out, their tire exploded on the highway. You go over there and you save the day. You pull them off the road, you change the tire, send them on their way. Or if you're in a snowstorm and their car won't start, you come out there, you change the battery, send them on their way. And they're just and always everybody. thankful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. never been thanked so many times. Oh, when, wow. when I come and change their tire, they're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, you, I, I'm so happy that you came here. I'm like, well, that's my job. But I, I, I should have wore a cape. <laughs> cape. <laughs> How many would you do of those a day? Oh, uh, on a busy day, maybe 30 to 40 tickets. So yeah, you save wow. 40 people a day. Jeez, you feel like that's a, a lot. <laughs> You are a hero. That's Batman, right? <laughs> oh, mate, so good, um, dude. If you ever have a flat tire, I will come to Australia and change that for you. Oh, uh, is it bad that I, I, I think I know how to do it. I just don't know if I have the tools. In the most back people to- don't. Yeah, like I, I don't know how I would lift the car because I don't have a jack. Most people don't know how to do it. Yeah. And that's why AAA is so popular. <laughs> yeah, they must make a killing. Oh, Benson's here. I just want to give a shout out. I see a lot of uh, a lot of familiar faces, even from our signing. So hello to everybody. But I see uh, Benson Mokhtar here. He's a good buddy of mine. He was the uh, face model for Carlos in the RE3 remake. What's up, Benson? He was here last time. He loves checking you. Man, he's great. He's great value, I think. He's an incredible martial artist, too. He's and he's all got those, a, he's got a lovely face for that guy. <laughs> all those fitness videos, I got all jealous, Benson. What are you doing, making us look bad? <laughs> Isn't it funny how we all like this community? We all know each other. Like even you, you know all the other actors and the tight. face models and yeah, it's tight. It's a, it's a good family. We're all family here. Everybody in the chat. Yeah, it's all fun. Exactly. It's now fun to connect. I was looking at your website the other day. Okay, and under it's a bit outdated. Is it okay? I got to get up on that. Yeah. Okay, well, under hobbies, you've got archery and cycling. Are you still yeah. taking up those hobbies? And are you watching the Olympic side of that? No, but I, I've been shooting <laughs> bows all my life. Um, I have a compound bow. I haven't been hunting with it or anything like that, but I just do target practice. And you know why? Because I grew up with Rambo, and he shot a bow, so I had to shoot a bow. It's kind of <laughs> like that. Um, in cycling, I, I have a, a bike that collapses. Uh, it's like a heavy-duty mountain bike. Yeah, I, I love all that. How stuff. far would you ride cycling? I would I would call myself less of a cyclist. Yeah. Like that someone that goes like 250 miles a week. I do it for the workout and if I oh, run yeah. if I run like 6 or 7 miles, sometimes I'll cool down with a bike ride to just stretch the legs out and everything. Yeah, it's it's a great hobby. How often are you do you go to the gym and work out? Um I mean it's it's a big part of what I do. Yeah, because uh, I'm getting older and I got to stay agile. With my body's not getting any younger, and I still do like military stunts and everything with mocap and, and a lot of games right now. So I'm probably at the gym maybe I'd say maybe four days a week, and I run probably three days a week, staggered. You know. So how many off days would you have? None. 
No, I'll I'll take like a day off. Like sometimes I'll run and go to the gym. I oh, yeah. I'll have I take like one rest day a week. But uh, I used to be a competitive runner. I used to race in five k races. Uh, I just love that. And are you a good eater besides the Oreos? Yeah, I take care of my body besides the Oreos. I really do. Are you uh, meal Are you I, meal prepping or what? I don't meal prep. You don't meal prep. I I, I put into my body what I need to be healthy. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now, also in your hobbies, man, was car theft. That's AAA. During my time with AAA, I worked there for three years. I probably broke in to about maybe <laughs> 850 cars that had locked their keys in the car. So you go and break in with all the tools. So I. Oh, right. Okay. I was for, wondering what for, that was. For, for TV and film and commercial purposes, if anybody needed a car thief, I can do it and make it look pretty good. Really? For shows, so you ever good. got that call up? No, but <laughs> you could have. You could have, <laughs> and, and it's a, it's a conversation starter in an audition. Sometimes, yeah, I'll go in and they'll sit there, they'll look at my resume, and they'll be like, "Okay, archery, cycling, a car thief." Uh, is that a joke? And I'd be like, "No, actually, I've <laughs> stolen eight hundred cars <laughs> legally." <laughs> what what tools are you using to get in? Is it is it is it not as fun as it sounds? It's my. It was the funnest part of my job. Oh, I love really? what they call when you show it when you get your ticket and it just says lockout. You're like, yes. Oh yeah. Every time I got a lockout, I was like, let's go break into this car. <laughs> you no, know, a funny story about that. Um, one of one of the most memorable break-ins I ever did was to this new BMW. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, they had this um, this security system on this bmw that was like super high tech and the the firemen they couldn't break in they couldn't get in there with their tools so they called me now here's the thing it was summertime it was like 95 degrees and there was a baby in the car and the woman the mother was frantically yelling and crying and they're like save my baby you gotta send me when i showed up i took my tools and i broke into the bmw and we got the kid out. He was hold- this little young kid was holding the keys in his little chair, and she was like, "Press the button, baby," and he wasn't. So I broke in safely, and she gave me the biggest hug after. And she said, "You saved my kid. You saved my kid. Like I can't thank you enough." I'm like, "Ma'am, I didn't save your kid. I saved your window because <laughs> we were gonna break your window if we couldn't get in here. So don't thank me yet." But wow, you've got a lot of stories out of this job. This is fun, this is man. amazing. I might I might quit acting. <laughs> no no no, please. We we <laughs> we want you to stay in an, in acting. Um, Lanny here says, Dan, you should break your tire on purpose. <laughs> break oh <laughs> yeah. So you'll come. So you'll yeah, come you to want. Australia. Did did I ask you've been to Australia, haven't you? Did I ask you last time? No, we're supposed to go for um for work this year if we can line it that's up. That's right, but it's not it looking depends likely. On COVID. Yeah. It depends on COVID, man. You guys have been kind of on lockdown for a long time. Yeah, we're we're still on um we just got out of it another this was our fourth stint, Melbourne and Sydney. Jeez. Sydney are on they're just it's just going up every day now. Sydney are What is what is the issue? Is it uh, I mean we don't have to get into it, but I just hope that you and all your family and friends are safe. Yeah, man, it's just, uh, I don't know, no one wants to get, like, a lot of Australians, they don't want to get vaccinated, a lot of them. Um, 
even the eligible. They're just they're anti-vaxxers for one. For two, I just think there's a lot of silly people out there, and uh, they don't follow the rules, especially in Sydney at the moment. Sydney's shocking. I mean, they're getting. It's, it doesn't sound like a lot, but 200 cases a day for Australia is a lot. Um, I don't know what it is in America. It's probably a lot more than that or Canada. Oh, but um, I mean, like in Los Angeles alone, we were getting like yeah, 2,000 a day, it felt like. Yeah, but I think 200 compared to your 2,000 is like 10,000 for us. You know what I mean? It's a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. So Sydney, they reckon Sydney could be locked down for the whole year nearly. It's really bad. People are going crazy, man. I hope you guys stay safe. That's all. Yeah, and I look. I'm I'm a bit selfish. I want to get to the theater. I want to get to the movie theater. I just love going to the cinema, and I'm so sick of watching shows at home. I don't know if you're the same. Like I, I, I just miss that cinematic experience sometimes. And yeah. Uh, yeah. and there's a couple of good <laughs> movies coming out, so I'm hopefully you know now that lockdowns, uh, sort of. We're sort of easing out of it in Melbourne. Hopefully, I can get to see some of those um, some of those films. Eh? We want this to go away a hundred percent, everybody. Yeah, and just for most 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 importantly, just for people's safety. Eh? Yeah, that's the main thing. Now, where's your Oreos, mate? I don't see any. Well. I was waiting to join. Oh, here but, we uh, go. Here we go. They're, He's they're got them. They're empty. It's oh no! All gone. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed to say that, but they're gone. Sure, I can. I can imagine you. You've got a in your house. You've got like a stash away of like a hundred packets just waiting. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. Uh, because if that happened, they just would not last. <laughs> the only discipline, the only buffer that I can have for my discipline is just to not have them here. Sometimes, you know. I, my my brain takes over and it, I just go to the store and get them, but <laughs> I got to control, man. Yeah. Uh, Dean here says, you're such an interesting person, Nick. You need to work on a book. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I, I don't talk a lot about my personal life. Most all the interviews that we do, it's always just talking about Resident Evil stuff, but um, I, I've lived many lives, I feel like. Um you know, I, I do have a lot of passions and hobbies, a lot of that you guys still don't even know about because I don't I don't put it out there. I'm not hiding it intentionally. It's just it's a lot, you know, and I'm, I'm I can barely handle community outreach just for this fun stuff. So I just keep busy. I have I have hobbies everywhere. I'm designing a guitar right now. Um, designing a guitar. Yeah, I'm, I'm building a custom guitar. The old one that I had that I built with my dad about 12 years ago, it was stolen out of a storage unit, unfortunately. So uh. I'm, I'm electric guitarless right now, so I'm building a new one. And when I do that, I'll post it and it will be pretty cool. I feel like every time I put something in storage, it gets stolen. The one place you'd think it wouldn't get stolen? These guys, <laughs> they, they cut a hole in the ceiling at night. They dropped into the storage unit. And the only thing they could steal of value that would fit through that hole was my guitar. And it You're was joking. Because I built it with my dad. Uh, they tried to steal my mountain bike. They couldn't fit it up in the hole. What? They repelled in like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Yeah. And the bike Fuck was too damn heavy and awkward. So, you know. Oh, what? my goodness. I, you know, you can't. 
you can't remain pissed about that stuff. You can't remain angry. That's why I do believe in karma hardcore. And I believe karma will uh, run its course. And uh, those guys or girls, whoever they were, they're going to get what's coming to them. That's oh, what yeah, definitely. 100%. Now, Benson has a question for you. He says, Benson. hey, Nick, will there be a season two for Infinite Darkness? You run three <laughs> days a week and go to the gym four days a week. Great, mate. But easy on the Oreos and drink some more water. <laughs> All right. couple things, Benson. Season two, your guess is as good as mine. Would I like to see season two? Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the workouts are good. But Oreos, I will never ease up on the Oreos, man. <laughs> and, uh, and actually, plenty of water right here. Oh. But thank you. you. Hold on. I do would you never drink out of that thing? I do, yeah. It's in my oh room my to force me to drink. So when I'm going to get a work, wrist workout with that, it's right here. So I remember <laughs> to drink my 10 glasses of water a day, if not more. And I, and I could never work out with Benson. I would never keep up with him. Benson's ripped, isn't he? He is. He is just too fit. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you play guitar, don't you? How, how What's your skill level? Would you say advanced expert? What level are we About, talking here? I have fun. Is that skill? <laughs> I, 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 uh, I can riff out, you know, more of like a rhythm guy, uh, slow melodic solos, stuff like that. My biggest inspirations I would say are like, uh, I'd say James Hetfield from Metallica. Um, hey, I know you- chains. I've- Alice in chains is a, is a huge inspiration too. You've seen Metallica five times, haven't you? Yeah. Man. I, oh, I, I'm desperate to see him, man. I love Metallica. They put on a hell of a show. Do they? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I'd love to see them. Um, and I, I remember seeing something, was it on your Instagram, about Killswitch Engage? Are you a fan of them? Yeah. I, I've met them. We um, we shot a music video for them uh, ah, a that's years right. ago, and we got friendly with the band and everything, and that was a really cool experience. It's a very emotional video. If you guys haven't seen it you should watch it yeah what 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 what's it what's the emotion behind it so i haven't seen it um you haven't seen it you no no i haven't um, seen it if you um, i couldn't get a link i couldn't find it if you just google kill switch engage and always that's the title of the song you'll find it right away okay i almost okay. don't want to spoil it at all it's no no don't don't spoil it it's a really emotional watch it's a it's a story story driven music video and it's uh, a lot of people can relate to it there's millions of comments on the video at this point and it brings people back to like a a good painful but good time in their life as well and And you were the actor in that the lead actor yeah oh wow that's a bit of a thrill yeah i worked with my buddies uh ian mcfarland mike pesci um a, a bunch of guys like from my Boston days and we just went out to California, Santa Cruz and we filmed it. Oh, that's fantastic. So they're nice guys over there. Kill switch. Engage. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. They're awesome. I've seen them live put on a hell of a show too. What other bands are you a fan of? Metallica, kill switch, Allison chains. I grew up with like Ozzy, a lot of, a lot of bands that came out in the eighties. Um, I I got a lot, a lot of big inspirations, but I'm, I'm like a, definitely a rock guy. Me too, man. Me too, man. Oh, yeah. me too, man. You can't go wrong. Eddie Van Halen, Lenny says. Yeah, sure. I've yeah. seen them live in Vegas. They were awesome. 
Shit, you've seen a few. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a lot of good good bands. Yeah. Do you know Do you know who I saw live, which I, is probably one of my favourite concerts I've ever been to? It's a bit random, but Hans Zimmer. You know Hans Zimmer? Yeah, I would love to see something like that. Yeah, oh man, it's, I have a lot of his music. Oh, it's unbelievable. You've got to do it if you if you ever can. It's, it's incredible. Like an experience, isn't it? It's an experience, man. You, you, you're going through these movies that you didn't know he he worked on. You know, Pirates of oh, the Caribbean, right. Lion King, <clears throat> Into Inception, Dark Knight. I mean, it's just a. He's one of the best for oh, a reason. It's unbelievable, man. I highly recommend it. Um, sorry to hear about the stealing, Nick. But do a hang, <clears throat> do a hang up a sign. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still sick, guys. I'm a bit croaky. Owned by Leon Kennedy, full time zombie killer. Oh, saying put a sign up, right, right. Uh, Baron, hey Nick, what kind of music do you enjoy playing? I play guitar too. I saw that, Baron. We kind of got into it a bit. Yeah, um, we've already I answered love, that. Uh, I really, I, I do. A lot of like riffing out. I like to write my own music and stuff. Yeah. I've never been in a band, but stuff that sounds like Metallica and Alice in Chains, I would say, is a good description of what I like to play. When do I you, write music, it's closer to Alice in Chains. Do you sing as well, or do you stay away from that? I sing in the car. Uh, I've recorded a couple little things here and there. I can hold a note. I have a very limited vocal range of of what I could sing and make it sound decent. Yeah. It's it's never been a focus of mine. I just don't care enough about that person. You've got enough talents, mate. Leave some for the rest <laughs> of us. Yago, <All right. laughs> uh, uh, hopefully I'm saying that right. Nick, your karma will be on the side of good and awesome. Please keep up the efforts, man. We love your work. And Dan, go for you as well, man. <laughs> right. Well, thank nice. You. I'll take it. I'll take it. And I really now, do believe in karma, guys. That's why you should just not be a dick in life, you know? Nah, 100%. Spread the man. positive energy. 100%. Now, I haven't talked to you about gaming. What have you yeah. been playing since we last caught up, mate? I revisited Resident Evil Zero just because it had been a long time and I wanted to jump into that again. Um. Let's see, mostly Call of Duty Warzone, and that's because that's what a lot of my friends play, and that's how we stay connected across the country. And so I would say mostly that. Uh, I haven't played anything else. A little bit of Resident Evil 5 Mercs, and I might even play that with a friend tonight. Uh, that's always fun to link up with friends. And also, I'm, I'm working on um, still Breath of the Wild. Um, in the beginning hours, Tens of hours of uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is a fantastic game. Did you see the Dead Space remake? How good's that going to be? Oh, that that looks ugh. yeah, man. That yes. got me giddy. I don't know about you, man. Very, very, very excited. Uh, Dead Space is fantastic. It if they do it now in the vein of like Resident Evil Two remake, I mean it. It, it doesn't even feel that dated. I've played the whole trilogy recently. And those games still hold up. They hold up, don't they? They yeah, still do big so, time. And if they're remaking it, that means they're going to do it even better. And I'm so excited. Oh, do, yeah. do you think that they're going to remake two and three after this? Or do you think they're going to like use this as a reboot for the entire series? Change the story? Or what no do you think? Idea. No idea. I have no idea. Yeah. So you played all three? Oh, yeah. 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 
I, I think I think my favorite's one, the first one. I mean, one was awesome. I think uh, I think I like two. That's probably my favorite. Really? Two yeah, I did, think most people would agree with you, but yeah. Two did like added some really key things that I think made a perfect game. And if I was these guys, I think they would, if they're going to reboot this thing, they're not going to do like a one-to-one. It's going to be no. different. And I, I hope that they take like the best aspects of one, two, and three and just mold it into this new reboot, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I, I got a lot of comments from our last chat, man, about how you wait for your brother to play some of the Resident Evil games, and people really respected that, man. It's hilarious. People really respected you for that, that you waited and kept that tradition. Did you Have you played Village with him yet? No. He's, uh, he's in Boston, and I'm in Los Angeles, and he's busy, I'm busy. It's yeah. really hard to, to get home, get time off together, and then take three or four days to play a game and really enjoy it. So uh, I had to wait 11 months to play seven. I had to pl- wait seven months to play my game. Uh, I had to wait eight months to play RE3. <laughs> Your brother and needs to get in line. Come on, man. He needs to come here and get his ass to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Seven months to play RE2? That's torturous. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my serious. goodness, man. The first time, uh, maybe not seven months, maybe six, but... It was uh, right around July 4th that year. So the game came out in January, and I got home in the summertime, maybe August or something like that. And that's when I streamed it for the first time and played it with my family. Yeah, right. PS4, yep. So you don't have a PS5 yet, do you? Are you still waiting? Still waiting. Honestly, Village is the only thing I want it for right now. And I can't play village probably until around christmas time so i'm in no rush and i don't want to pay twelve hundred dollars for a a scalped version of it or something did you see the uh village village got dlc did you see that i saw the announcement yeah 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 and and i'm not i'm not excited for that yet because i haven't even played the game no i know but isn't it and and you would have also seen that Capcom, this was the f- the best quarter in the history of the company. Yeah. Term- like that's crazy, man. That's they had a br- they had a brilliant marketing campaign for the game, and, and I don't think they even planned for the popularity of Lady D. That mm. just became a viral a viral uh, happening, you know. And uh, and they're they're running with it now. Well, I was going to ask you, who do you think wins, Mister X or Lady D? But you haven't played. We can't ask you that just yet, can we? I can't answer that. <laughs> Not yet. Now you tweeted out the other day, mate. You said the five favorite game, your, your five games that made you a gamer, right? Yeah. You, you tweeted out. You got Mega Man Three, Castlevania oh, yeah. Three, Super Metroid, oh, yeah. Resi Four, Final Fantasy Seven. Mm-hmm. So let's start with Mega Man Three. What did you love about that one? Classic. Any yeah. Mega Man fans here? Any Mega Man, speak now for can I can peace. I can I admit something? You've never played it. Never played Mega Man. All right, never. I'm gonna leave this interview right now. <laughs> no, please, no, please, Nick, Nick, please. Right, are you crazy? Am I crazy? Am I? Where do I start, man? Oh, damn it! Look, <laughs> you got to go back, and you got to get a find out the roots of these companies that you love. You like Resident Evil, right? 
Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Go back to the roots of Capcom. I'm telling you, those games, I mean, yeah, I, I think you're a bit younger than I am, but I, I, I grew up with them. Like, that's, that was the best that was available at the time when I was, geez, uh, seven, eight, nine years old. That's what we were playing on Nintendo was Mega Man. And the, what I liked about three was the soundtrack. Holy shit. Oh, really? Any fans, any fans of 8-bit Nintendo music, like MIDI music, old school? I mean, Mega Man 3, it doesn't get much better than that. They're just, the tracks are so good. They're so good that so many metal bands cover them. They cover these songs because they're just well-written songs. Castlevania. Castlevania, I think, was the first video game franchise to hire classical composers to compose their music. Wow, I mean, that's these cool. Are pioneers. That, that's what I respect about them is that yeah. they pioneered the way for gaming. When back when it was just like Pac-Man and shit, and then these games are like, no, let's do better. And yeah, I'll yeah, be yeah. damned if they weren't like the cementing foundation of what we have today. It's those thought leaders that I really respect. And I love that Capcom. Capcom was at the forefront way back when. Dean says, how did you feel seeing Mega Man in the RE3 remake? Has a little Easter egg there. Did you see catch yeah, that? that? Yeah. Yeah, that was when I saw that. That I was like, cool. Yes! <laughs> I get so excited, man. Really? <laughs> that, that's Capcom. That's Capcom patting themselves on the back and, and giving homage to those people who ever worked on those games. Were there any Easter eggs like that in two? I'm trying to think back. <laughs> I did a video on it, but I've I've forgotten now. Uh, I remember doing a video. Maybe- yeah. I think there was more homage and little Easter eggs to the original. To the, to the original. Yeah. I mean, three just like it lent itself way more to that because you're in a, a city and you've got yeah, posters and billboards and graffiti everywhere. You could do it easily. Yeah. They could have put anything they wanted in there, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so the second one was Castlevania three. Yeah. Now I haven't played that. Se- I haven't played that series either, man. <laughs> Dan, if I could come over there, I'd slap you right now. But I'm so sorry, man. Oh, Dan, these are you got to understand. I'm only 27, all right. So let's. Doesn't matter. Okay. You have okay. the ability to find them somehow. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What? Start with one and work my way up. Um, you can, or you can just skip to three. Yeah. Okay. If I can take Castle- a cheat out, I will. So. Castlevania three is again for the music alone like the soundtracks of those levels it just there's something nostalgic about it brings me right back to my childhood i would play that right after school all the time it's top down uh, yeah is it top down no it's a side scroller side scroller okay it's a side scroller and it's a tough game if you try to beat that like you might be a good gamer dan go back and try to beat <laughs> castlevania 3 it's going to give you a run for your money and you got to respect that. Even playing through Resident Evil, the first one, the original, the Chris campaign. It's tough. Man, it's not, it's not that easy, man. They they hold your hand these days because, you know, back with the ink ribbons, you know, you had they to- hold you, Yeah, they hold your hand with, with automatic, like, save points and all that shit. A lot of games do that. They're still yeah. challenging. But when you, like, I think there are more unbeatable games on Nintendo than probably any console. And it's funny like, because people think it's family friendly and easy, and you try, know. try to beat, yeah, try to beat like, <laughs> like the original like Double Dragon. <laughs> like some of those games were fucking hard because <laughs> you, you couldn't save anywhere. Now, Super Metroid was another one here. 
That's just classic. another classic. Yeah, Resi Four. I mean, the one the one thing that all these games have in common is they had iconic soundtracks. Super I was going to say, you're a soundtrack man. I can tell. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Super much. I am too, man. Amazing music. I collected oh. Spotify and everything. And, Unbelievable. Uh, and Final Fantasy VII. No, oh, we don't need to talk oh. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of the, the remake? Have I asked you that before? The Seven remake? Have you played that yet? So, so I bought the remake a long time ago. I haven't got to it yet. So yeah, I, um, I absolutely. I just have to like be mentally ready for that because that's a big undertaking. And I know I think they're coming out with like two more of that saga. I think they're splitting up that the remake into it its own trilogy. I think. I'm yeah, sure. I think there's a second part at least. But I tell you what, they're right. huge, man. It took me. I want to say four. I want to say yeah, fifty hours at least. I don't know. I can't remember. And you probably uh, didn't even do everything. No, do. I didn't do everything. No, no way. The original, the original Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation One, I played for probably 112 hours. Well, yeah, I'm talking like the new one. That that was that's only part one. Like that didn't even have yeah. that. Actually, had a yeah. different ending. I don't know if you. I won't spoil it, but there was a few things different to the original, which um, yeah. had fans divided. But they nailed the actual gameplay of it. I have to, I have to admit because. It's it's still got the essence of what it was, but it's also got that action adventure style that we get these days, and they've blended two so well. So I'll give them that. It was a good cool. game, and the soundtrack pretty good as well. Uh, Resi Four, do you remember playing that for the first time, mate? Of course, yeah. We played- back in '05. Yeah, my brother and I, when uh, we we were getting excited because they released a demo. It was like a. 15 to 20 minute demo a couple months before the release and we were so freaking excited for that yeah and that was he was only nine years old and we played the crap out of the demo and we were thinking of like what it's going to be after this level and everything like that and then when the game came out yeah we sat we beat it for you know we beat it like 10 times straight and that became our favorite game back in the day yeah nice nice i'm I'm replaying through it now man and again it's it's like dead space it holds up it holds up, man. Some of these games, they just, they still hold up years later, and they that's hold up, yeah. It's just a testament uh, to the to the game design. Titan says Castlevania, SOTN is my favorite game of all time. It's a good one. It's a great game. Good music. Loved it. Oreos versus gummy bears, Nick. One goes away forever. Who wins? Easy. Gummy bears go away. <laughs> Who are you asking? Come on. Do you know who you're asking this question to? Uh, wow, Dan, you're younger than I am. I didn't think you were. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Jurassic Jack, if you like Castlevania, Nick, have you seen the Netflix show? That's on my list, and I know I'm going to enjoy it because of what I heard about it. And Plus, I love anything Castlevania, so I've heard it's very well done. I will definitely like that. Nick? What's your favorite save room music? Is it two? I would say, I mean, two. It was two is the first one that I ever. Two's my favorite, man. I ca- and so I, I got to say, two, and then close behind that is three, and then actually, dude, seven. three is underrated. I love three. I love three, and then seven. Seven. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very moody. Seven. Very moody, isn't it? Yeah. 
Man, we talked about this last time. Seven's a phenomenal game. I don't get it's the great. I don't get the hate around that game. I mean, it's I not much it. of it, but I tell you what, it's a fantastic game. Seven. I love it so much. Yeah. Nick, Super Ghouls and Ghosts was very difficult. The Sega Genesis Mega Drive version was even more difficult. That's Benson says that. Yeah, Benson, that is a tough game. And the new one, I bought the new one on Switch. That's even harder than the original. Really? Holy shit. It took me a long time to beat that. <laughs> yeah. They wanted to make it impossible. That's the game's gimmick. It's like, it's insanity. Oh, okay. But I loved it. That's another That's another great Capcom franchise, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. I played the hell out of that when I was a kid. And yeah, uh, Mick Jorneal, I think that's right. Uh, yeah, I beat Bloodstained. That's a, That's an awesome awesome game yeah uh, same creators same creators from castlevania one yeah. man got fired or left or something and went off did bloodstained it, it was like Pretty a awesome. recreation of it is that right it was it, like it, the no, essence it, no it's the essence yeah the essence yeah, yeah, yeah it's very much like symphony of the night and yeah it's a fun game guys you should play that yeah uh i'll give you a couple more because i know you're a very busy man and again this last hour has flown by nick um, you've yeah, got it did it, it always does. Um, who were I wanted to ask you who who were some of your inspirations, creative inspirations and influences in terms of your acting or your drawing or your day to day life? Who's some? Is there people that you look up to in that respect or look to? That I wish I had that one question in advance. I'm not going to be able to answer that mm-hmm. the right way in a few minutes. So save that question for next time. Okay. Be, uh, okay. That's a deep one, and I'm, <laughs> I'm in a fun cookie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's all right. right. That's all right, man. That's, <laughs> that's all right, man. Um, it's an important question. It's a, no, it's no, we'll get to it. We'll get to it next time. Uh, any any good horrors you watched lately? I know I recommended you some. Have you got to them yet? Um. I haven't seen a ton of movies lately, but the uh, the only one that I've seen recently that was new was uh, A Quiet Place 2. Nice. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think the original was more impactful for me because that universe was brand new. Hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't seen many, to be honest. Have you seen St. Maud yet? No, but you talked about that and you recommended yeah. that. Yeah, come Saint on, man. Maud. Yeah, okay. come on. Come on, Nick. It's right. That last frame, man. That last frame of that movie. I still well, remember just, that. Jeez. Well, you shouldn't have told me that because no, there's no, no element of no, 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 element no, of surprise. No, no, no. Trust me. There's an element of surprise, man. Don't you worry. Don't well, you worry. I, I know to expect it now. No, but no. You won't, you won't expect it, man. I'm okay, telling we'll, you. We'll, We'll, I'm telling uh, we'll you. Make a, we'll make a deal. I will watch that movie. Yeah. If you play, what are you going to play? <laughs> Which one? Which yeah. one do you want me to play? Me- Both. <laughs> Both. Okay. Start with one. Start with, uh, me- start with Mega Man 3. Well, I'm playing through all the resis at the moment, and I'm up to four. Um, and that's a, that's an undertaking. I'll tell you what. I'm playing every game. We're talking all the spinoffs. Yeah, it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. So, other good ones were uh, like the spin off non numbered titles. I think yeah. you're going to have fun with uh, Revelations 2. I've that never played really- Revelations 1 and 2. Would you believe it? Play 1 and 2. Mm. Uh, 1 for me was superior. I- I'm sorry, 2 was superior to 1. 
and that's oh. a really underrated fun game. Loved it. And uh, what nice. other ones? Um, Code Veronica. Well, that's a great one too. Yeah, I've played. Hard, hard and it's long. Uh, have you played Zero? No, no. Well, I know. I, I know. Here. I know what happens and everything. I just have never played it. Yeah. 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 There's a few I'm missing. That's why I was going through. I was even playing uh, Mercenaries 3D. I mean, that, that, don't know if that one holds up, but, <laughs> you know, not quite as good as Mercenaries on RO5, but anyway. Um, also, quickly, the, the Medal, Medal of Honor game that you worked on, the VR game, how's mm-hmm. that shaping up? Is there anything you can say on that, your experience on well, that? I mean, it came out last year in, in December, I think. I haven't yeah. played it yet. I, don't, I think that's on Oculus only, and I don't have Oculus. You haven't played um, it? No. I mean... They back in the day they invited me to the office here in Los Angeles and they're like, Yeah, you can play it anytime you want at our place where they make the game. And I was about to do it. COVID got really bad, so probably can't do that now. But yeah. uh I'll play it at some point. I just I just did military stunts on that and a lot of scene work. So when you um when you are playing as your character and you see a lot of people in the scenes and when you shoot Nazis and stuff, that's that's a lot of it's me. Oh, okay. Because I, I just wanted to ask, like, is there any difference for a VR game? Is there any difference technically with what they do? Not really. No? The, the only the only difference is that the, the, the player character, the guy you control, you just don't see him. Yeah. Everything that- else, it, I mean, maybe they have to, I think they have to do more planning when they do the scenes because- because you can look in every single direction in real time. Whereas a lot of games, like if they, if they get you on rails, you know, and you advance and then you go around this corner and then it does a cutscene, and then this, that it's, they probably just have to plan more. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, look again, it's uh, flown by one hour with uh, Dan and Nick. Yeah. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I thought that was like 10 minutes long. Jeez. <laughs> a couple of good questions in there, Nick. Kept your brain juices flowing. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It's always fun to chat, hang out. Thank you, everybody in chat, for coming and being interested in what we had to say. And um, keep watching Dan's channel. He's got a lot of good stuff going on. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it, man. And uh, you could do another signing soon that we can plug here. Yeah, so like I said, I recognize some of these names. Um, Dratheus, I know you were there for our signing. Uh, yo, so Stephanie and I will be number one at some point. We're going to be finishing our duos. I don't know exactly when, but we also each separately have to begin solo. our s- solo signings. We got a bunch of orders that have been waiting for a long time. Uh, we both had, uh, you know, some some deaths that we had to deal with. And so sorry to hear into it. Uh, it's OK. Thank you. We're getting back to it slowly so thanks for your patience whoever ordered and we'll be doing that probably within a week or two nice that'll be on your ig live for me probably just ig live it's just easier uh for me but stephanie will probably be streaming hers you don't have to worry about the twitch shit and obs and all that just go like press one button on ig it's pretty easy (laughs) it's a lot easier you know (laughs) anyways uh well i hope you feel better dan thank you man I appreciate and it. Get rid of whatever is going on in there. And, I know. I don't know what it is, man. I hope it's not a T virus. And uh, <laughs> I'll be waiting for that vodka martini. So, 
All right, man. We'll take care. It's been a pleasure as always. Bye, everybody. Have a good have a good weekend. Be talk, safe. Talk to you soon, man.